Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. His faithful Filipino valet, Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure Train Wreck. The Green Hornet strikes again. an important message. The government requests that all Christmas gifts be mailed before December 1st. The Postal Service this year will be forced to rely on young, inexperienced help. These substitute workers will not be able to handle the volume of mail that will flood the post offices if everyone waits until the last minute to mail his gift boxes and packages. And please mail only the smallest of packages. Transportation space is at a premium. War bonds and stamps... Presents with a future make excellent gifts. So please remember, mail early before December 1st. And again, mail only the smallest of packages. So mail your Christmas packages before December 1st. And now, the Green Hornet. still quite a distance from the city and making good time. In one of the coaches, a young man stirred restlessly in his seat, scowling as he looked first at the sleeping plainclothesman beside him, then down at the manacles that bound them together. Joe Hanley, murderer, had been caught and was on the way back to stand trial. From his seat near the window, Joe glared across at the young soldier asleep in the opposite seat. A while ago, the G.I. had been talking happily to the plainclothesman, telling him that he was on furlough from overseas, going to see his girl. Lucky stiff. He wouldn't be so happy if he was in my shoes. I ain't no older than he is, and I'm on the way to the hot seat. Still grumbling, Joe turned to look through the window at the gathering dusk. Then it happened. I seem to be the only one that ain't hurt. No, nobody's moving. I gotta get out of here before firemen and wrecking crews come to. 
I gotta get the cuffs off before they bust in to get us out. Let's see. Dick had the key in his vest pocket. Yeah. Here it is. There. But I can't get out of here without help. They'll question me. Yeah. The doughboy. We're about the same size. If I hurry, maybe I can switch clothes and tie him up in the cuffs with the old bullhead. It'll give me time to make a getaway. If I get out of here at all. Well, I gotta make it. I gotta. No, just a couple of scratches, that's all. Oh, that's fortunate. It's a terrible wreck. May I have your name? My name? My... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll show you my identification card. There, there, there it is. I'll hold it the beam of my flashlight. Yeah. That's it. Now, let's see. Dom Curry. Serial number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There. Guess I have it all. Now, if you'll go forward beyond the wreck, you'll find a train made up to take the survivors on into the city. Thanks, ma'am. It's better if you don't stay to watch. You'd better go right away to the relief train. Yeah, yeah, I'm going right now. Looks like they're dragging out old Bullhead and the kid right now. I heard enough, all right. The bull is dead. And from the papers in his pocket, they'll think the kid is me. Before they find out different, I'll be well on my way. And how. Later that evening, Lenore Case, secretary to Britt Reed, publisher of the Daily Sentinel stood at one of the exit gates in the railroad station with her friend Betty Kenton, who watched with anxious eyes the last group of people pass by from the relief train. Lenore, do you think if Don isn't on the relief train, it means that he... That he now, was... don't jump to conclusions, Betty. Maybe he stayed behind to help the rescuer. Oh, Lenore, what shall I do? I, I'm almost Not afraid Lenore. to say... We might have missed him. Come on back to the Sentinel office with me. And by the time we get there, there'll be a couple of passenger lists, and we'll go over them together. Now, don't give up, Betty. We've just got to hope for the best. But the first thing to do is to locate your boyfriend, whatever's happened. Now, come on, let's go. Arriving at the Daily Sentinel office, the two girls went through the list, which had already been printed in an extra edition. Suddenly, Betty exclaimed joyfully, Oh, look, look, Lenore. There's Don's name among the uninjured. But so it is. Oh, you see, you did all that worrying for nothing, Betty. Oh, yes. Yes, so I did. Oh, it's funny, though. I didn't see him get off the relief train. Why, in all that confusion, it's no wonder. Oh, yes, I guess you're right. I'd better get right home and wait for him to get in touch with me. He may even be there now. 
Oh, no, I'm so relieved. As soon as I meet Don, I'll call you. Goodbye for now. Goodbye and good luck. I'm waiting to meet that boyfriend of yours. Oh, you will, don't worry. Bye. The following morning, Britt Reed was in the outer office going over a letter with Miss Case when Betty Kenton entered. Oh, hello, Betty. Come right in. Oh, Nora, I didn't sleep a wink all night. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right, Betty. This is my boss, Miss Kenton, Mr. Reed. How do you do? Mr. Reed. Betty's boyfriend was in that wreck last night, Mr. Reed. Well, is that so? I hope he came through it all right, Miss Kenton. I... I don't know what to think. I... You don't mean to say you haven't heard from him yet. That's right, I haven't, Lenore. I went through the morning edition of the papers. Don's still listed among the uninjured. But so far, I haven't heard a word from him. Did he know you would be expecting him? Oh, yes, Mr. Reed. He telegraphed me yesterday morning that he'd be in on that train. Don's a soldier on overseas furlough. Maybe he went to see his folks first. Did you get in touch with them? Oh, his people and mine all live in a small town some distance from here. He spent a few days with them and then was on his way to see me here. I see. I called all the hospitals and even... Well, where they took those who were killed. But I couldn't locate him. And you say he was listed among the uninjured? That's right, Mr. Reed. I saw his name listed, Don Curry. And also his home address and serial number. It stands to reason no one could get that information unless he gave it to them. And they're pretty careful about getting the proper listings in accidents like that. Maybe you'll hear from him today. But Don's not one to keep me in suspense like this. He was always gay and carefree on the surface, but... Well, underneath it all, he was considerate and very sentimental about our relationship. We're engaged, you see. Engaged, eh? Yes. Don wasn't the type who said much about how he felt, but we had a deep understanding between us. He went away while I was still living in our small town. I remember the morning we went to the station. The train was pulling in just as we got there, but we didn't have much time for goodbye. Well, honey, looks like we didn't get here any too soon. It's, it's much too soon for me, Don. I've been dreading this moment for days. <laughs> oh, now, remember, you made me a promise. No tears. That's right, soldier. I'm keeping my promise, see? <laughs> I guess you have something in your eye, honey. Is that it? Uh, Don, at a time like this, don't people who are in love engage? Say something serious? Something... Now, there you go getting sentimental on me. Remember, you have to send me off with a smile. Yes. Yes, I know, but Don isn't... Well, this is it. Oh, Don, I don't know how I'll ever get... Oh, now, remember your promise. I'm smiling. That's Please. the girl. That's the girl. Uh, here's something for you to remember me by. Oh, oh, I have to run for it. Keep smiling, honey. Remember, keep smiling. So long, darling. Oh, Don. Don, you, you didn't kiss me. I can't believe he's gone. He takes everything so so lightly. I, oh, note he gave me. Let me see. The miles may stretch their weary length between, and time stands still as long as we're apart. I'll think of you each moment. Though unseen, you'll still be with me. Deep within my heart. Waiting. 
that's the way he left me. Laughing and gay on the surface, but feeling as deeply as I did about the whole thing. Well, that little verse of his has been sort of a bond between us ever since. I, uh, I can understand that, Miss Kenton. Well, don't worry too much about that soldier of yours. Maybe before the day's over, he'll turn up. Then all your anxiety will be forgotten. Oh, I hope so, Mr. Reed. I sincerely hope so. That afternoon, Britt Reed was in the city room talking to Gunnigan, the city editor. Hey, by the way, Gunnigan, have any more names come in of injured or dead on that train wreck? No, the list we printed this morning was a completed list, Chief. And say, did you know that Joe Hanley, the murderer, was among those injured? Joe Hanley? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I sent Lowry over to the hospital to see if he could get a story from Hanley. You ought to be back any time now. I'll be interested to know what Lowry gets in the way of a story from Hanley. Oh, here comes Ed now, Chief. Hiya, boss. Hello, Gunnigan. Hello, yourself. Did you get to see Joe Hanley? Yeah, yeah. He sure took a beating in that wreck. The doc said his face is all messed up. They had him covered with bandages. Just an opening where his mouth is so as he could breathe. Both hands are bandaged, too. They were badly burned. Yeah. Did he talk to you, Ed? Well, not anything that makes sense, boss. Doc says he has a temporary amnesia. Most of the time, he just mumbles to himself. He keeps saying something about the, uh, the miles stretching lengths between or something like that. Yeah? That doesn't make sense. Unless he's expressing his subconscious desire to escape. How do they know it's Hanley if he's so disfigured and they can't take fingerprints, Ed? Oh, they know it's Joe Hanley because when they found him, he was still handcuffed to the guy who was bringing him back. The guard was killed in the wreck, but the papers about Hanley were in his pocket. I see. Well, Ed, write up some copy on him anyway, about his condition and all that. Oh. Come on over here a minute. I want to have you look over some other copy. Yeah, okay. See you later, boss. Hmm. Hanley may escape the chair if his condition of amnesia continues. Evidently, in his delirium, he hasn't said anything that would... That sentence Lowry said Hanley kept repeating. The miles may stretch their weary lengths between... And time stands still. That's strange. That sentence Hanley kept saying is the first line of the original verse Betty's soldier wrote to her. How could Hanley have heard it if it's just something personal between that girl and the soldier? Yet I... Great guns. Maybe the boy in the hospital is Betty's friend. In that case, Hanley made a switch and is still at large. There's no way to prove it unless the real Hanley can be found. That'll be a tough job, even for the Green Hornet. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Do you thrill to the sight of a swift fighter plane racing across the skies? A powerful fleet of bombers, wing to wing, roaring overhead? Well, how would you like to work with the men who fly those planes? Any woman who enlists in the Women's Army Corps may choose the Army Air Forces as the branch of service in which she wishes to serve. You may be a radio operator communicating in code with airfields, Army bases, or aircraft in flight. You may be a weather observer preparing weather maps to guide our air fighters. Or perhaps you're interested in photography. You won't fly, but whatever your assignment, you will be working for victory in the Army Air Forces. Don't miss a chance like this. Visit your nearest Army recruiting station today. And now, back to the Green Hornet. Hmm. 
convinced that his hunch about the injured boy would lead to something, Britt Reed went to his own office and summoned his secretary, Lenore Case. What is it, Mr. Reed? Miss Case, I want you to download the files and get me the old editions in which we ran the story about Hanley's arrest and indictment for murder. Yes, sir. Um, Mr. Reed. Yes? Do you think it's possible that Don Curry, you know, Betty Kenton's fiancé, could have been killed in that wreck and not listed among the casualties? Well, the railroad advised us that all passengers were accounted for. Something tells me that Don will turn up sooner or later. Oh, I hope so. Betty's terribly upset about the whole thing. I know. The teller will do all we can to locate him. Yes, I'll tell her. And I'll get those copies up to you right away. Meantime, in a small room in another part of town, Joe Hanley and one of his underworld friends were leaning over a table, looking at a news item in the afternoon sentence. Well, uh, what do you know? Luck is playing my way for a change. Yeah, imagine that. They think the guy in the hospital's you, Joe, and he's lost his memory so he can't tell them nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and if his hands is badly burned, like it says, they won't be taking any fingerprints trying to identify him, see? Yeah, but you better scram out of town in case he should get back his memory and prove he ain't you. Oh, that won't happen right away, anyhow. I can use his uniform to travel in. I got all of his stuff saying I'm him. Well, you ain't figuring on hanging around town here, are you? Only long enough for one thing. What's that, Joe? Look, Shorty, there was only one witness to that Water Street killing. It was because of him I was put on the spot. You mean Willie? Yeah, Willie. Dirty little stool pigeon. I'm going to settle the score with him before I leave town. Listen, Joe, you better scram while the scramming's good. You can't tell what'll happen if they catch you again. You won't make another getaway. I got luck on my side, Shorty. Ain't you noticed that? First that train wreck with me not getting hurt. And then them thinking that soldier who's cooped up in the hospital without his memory is me. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so, but I got another way of looking at luck, Joe. Sticks with you for three rows. But on the fourth, it runs out on you. Uh, I don't go for that. Uh, maybe not. But look, you've had three breaks, Joe. The train wreck, them thinking the soldier's you, and then his waking up and not remembering nothing. You see what I mean? I don't take any more chances, Joe. Maloney, as long as they think that guy is me, Willie won't think he has to lay low, see? He'll think I'm safe in that hospital. And I can't even remember the past. I'll remember it all right, as far as he's concerned. I'll get that little squealer tonight. Early that evening, Britt Reed arrived at his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. We're riding in the Black Beauty tonight, Cato. You tell me why we take Black Beauty out tonight, Mr. Britt? Well, Cato, I have a hunch we're going to help a lady in distress, and at the same time run down an escaped killer, I hope. They say curiosity killed cat, which have nine lives. Cato have only one, so perhaps better I'm not curious. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you all about it on the way, Cato. Mask and Gascon ready. Cato always ready, Mr. Britt. I'll say you are. Let's get started then. Hunches of Green Hornet usually result in plenty of action. It's the spice of life, Cato. Come on. You say man in hospital continue to mumble line from original verse... That soldier right to Betty Kenton, Mr. Britt? Yes, Cato. Since that was an original verse, it kept a sort of a secret bond between the two young sweethearts. It certainly doesn't stand a reason that a killer like Joe Hanley would know the line or any part of it. 
Much less have it so impressed on his mind that he keep repeating it over and over. Yeah, true. But where we go now? I read up on the Hanley case at the office. He was turned into the police by a stoolie named Willie Haddon. He was the only witness to the killing on Water Street for which Joe Hanley was to be tried. Oh, psychologists say revenge supersedes logic in mind of wronged man with weak will. Well, the logical thing for Hanley to do is to make his getaway. But if a hunch's desire for revenge will make him seek out Willie first. And anyone who commits murder shows a weak mind. So let's hope your psychologists are right. You know where Hatton live? His address was given in the write-up of the case. Number 10 Water Street. Maybe police be watching to guard him against Hanley. Oh, you forget, Cato. The police think Hanley's in the hospital. We're the only ones who suspect he isn't. I'm hoping he'll make a pass at Hatton and that we'll be on hand to get the drop on him. Stop on that, Cato. the black beauty here in this vacant lot. You can come along with me. Place up over store must be Hatton's. Yes. This lot is right behind it. We'll walk over that way. Then I'll watch from the alley while you go around front and watch. See light in window from here. Yes. Willie's probably thinks he's perfectly safe. But if Hanley's on the loose as I think he is, Willie might be in for a surprise. Let's go. Reaching the alley behind Hatton's place, Britt Reed stood in the shadows while Cato went around to the front on Water Street. I hope we don't have a long wait. I feel mighty foolish if my hunch about the steel is all wrong. But I... Great Scott. Hanley must have gotten here just before we did. I'd better get up there. Don't come up any further. You know me. Drop that gun, Hanley! Mr. Britt, you hurt. You've been shot. I'm all right. And just stunned by a slight crease. Nothing at all. We were too late. Hanley got Willie Hatton. He went out through the hall window at the back. Come on. Maybe he injured himself and jumped from window. No, the window opens onto a shed roof. We have to catch him before he gets away completely. There go car out end of alley. We'll reach the Black Beauty in a minute. Hurry, Cato, hurry. I see lights of car. It turned left toward River Road. And that's a mistake I hope Hanley makes. There's no heavy traffic on River Road. Now, here, Black Beauty... You drive, Cato. Yes, Mr. Bridge. No, step on it. We've got to catch Hanley. I told you our luck had run out, Joe. They must have been Garden Willie. Oh, Garden Willie, huh? Well, they didn't keep me from getting to him and giving the rat what was coming to him. Yeah, but they'll know you shot him, Joe. Where do you get them wacky ideas? If they seen me go in, they wouldn't know me in this soldier get-up. And whoever the mug was I plugged in the stairs, he didn't get close enough to look at my face. It's too dark in that hallway anyway. I'm safe enough. Now, don't worry, Shorty. Yeah, well, take a gander in the mirror there. That looks like a car coming behind us and closing up fast. Well, I'll be... Speed up, Shorty. We'll soon see if he's really after us. Well, take a look. Are we leaving him behind? No. I guess he's following us all right. We've got to make a run for it, but good. Hey, we're doing close to 70 now, Joe. I don't want to run off the road on one of these curves. Don't hand me that stuff. Give us the gas. Joe, we're coming to a curb. i, I got to be careful. I said I... step on it. Put up that route. If you did shoot, we'd be wrecked, you fool. Faster, I said. Okay, okay, Joe. 
That car behind's closing up even now. We can't. Hey, here's the curve coming up. I just. Hey, got watch it. out! A truck coming around the curve. Don't, Joe! I can't keep it on the road. I'll have to swing out. Oh, the truck's going by now. Try to hold the road. Don't, Joe! Look out! We've got to get the Henley out of that flaming wreck. The truck we passed ran them off the road without knowing it. You must hurry. Quick, help me. Another one here. Yes, but we have to save Henley. You drag that one. I'll take this one in the uniform. I'm sure this is Henley. We'll leave him on the grass over there. Uh, there. At least he's still alive. Well, this one, not so fortunate. Uh, too oh. bad in a way. Oh. Surely. What, what happened? I. Hey. Who are you? The light from the flaming wreck of your car is enough for you to see me by. Look close, Hanley. The, the Green Hornet. Right the first time. Listen, Hornet. Look, my leg, it, it must be busted. I'm pretty well banged up. Help me get back to town and I'll make it right with you. Not a chance. A lot of guys are lucky enough to be wearing a uniform like that, Hanley. But it's unlucky for you. Your luck's about run out. My, my luck's run out? That's what Shorty said would happen. Look, Hornet. If, you, if you'll get me back to town, Here I... comes your ride back to town, Hanley. I... A ride that'll end with a hot seat. You can't move, so we'll be safe in leaving you for the cops. We leave now. Must hurry. Wait. Wait, don't. Don't leave me. So long, killer. The following morning, a small group of people stood to one side in a hospital room as Betty Kenton leaned over the bandaged figure on the cot. Stretch their weary legs between. Now you see, boss, that's what I was telling you about. He keeps Quiet. going on. Think, Don. Think. Miles, stretch their weary legs between. And time stands still as long as she is about. I'll think of you each moment. So I'm. Hey, what's she saying that for? You wouldn't know, Lowry. Uh, I'll think of you. Listen, he's responding. Moment. Don, Don, it's Betty. I'm here, Don. Where, where am I? What, what? Betty, Betty, it's you. Come on, we'd better leave them alone. Yeah, I guess Don will be all right now. Well, so what? You don't have to cry about that. I'm not crying about that, you nitwit. I'm just happy, that's all. Lowry doesn't understand women, Miss Case. Do you, boss? Here comes Betty now. Don, recognize me. I'm sure he's going to be all right, Mr. Reed. The doctor says in time the scars on his face will be almost unnoticeable. I'm so happy about it all. Well, if you're happy too, why ain't you crying? Shut up, Lowry. We're all happy for you and Don, Betty. We have the Sentinel to thank for helping bring us together. We did very little, as a matter of fact. When the police caught Joe Hanley, he confessed everything. Yeah, but if he asked me, the guy you ought to thank, you wouldn't even talk to. What do you mean? Hanley said he wouldn't have been caught at all if it hadn't been for the double cross he got from the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet? Really? Well, in that case, I'll confine our thanks to Mr. Reed.
war in Europe may be in its final stages, but there's a long, hard road ahead. Despite America's great war production record, there continues to be an urgent demand for critical war materials. Reconversion planning is going ahead, and cutbacks and reconversion will go on as rapidly as war needs permit. But no matter how favorable the war news, we must maintain vital war production. That's our only hope of complete victory at the earliest possible moment. As long as the war is being fought, and up to the very last minute before the guns cease firing, our boys must have the materials of victory. For the sake of the millions of American men overseas, remember war production must come first until final victory is won. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stabaugh speaking. This is the Blue Network.